Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad tonight, I don't have a job to Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Slam podcast here on Patreon a day early or wherever you get your podcasts uh, on Friday. Uh, my name is Kenny, joined as always by Mr. Finley Martin. Finn, how are you this morning? It's a bit rainy and gloomy in Glasgow today, but I feel sunny talking to you. Oh, thank you, Kenny. Yes, yes, rather <laughs> miserable here in Lancaster. But, uh, you know, brightening up our day, Kenny, is, of course, the news that issue 35 of Inside the Ropes magazine is now on sale. Yes, it's on sale. You can go and pick that up at your local WH Smith in the UK, or you can head to the website, insidetheropesmagazine.com, and order a copy. And, uh, yeah, the the train continues of big issues of the Mac, so hopefully people will uh, check it out. Um but uh, yeah, I was so there's lots going on in wrestling that we're we obviously good, are going to talk about. Something I wanted to ask you about um, was so I've not had a chance to to see all of it yet. I watched some of Dynamite this morning, and the thing that kind of struck me was you don't have we don't have to have seen Dynamite to really know this, but I mean there is not one thing that's kind of clear and obvious for All In yet, and we're one month away. Yes. Um, and I wanted to ask you, because obviously, you know, you've covered loads and loads of shows over the years, and there have been a lot of big shows that have had either next to no build-up or crap build-up or whatever, um, and, they, you know, they've done well in the night or whatever. But, I mean, it is, you know, for AEW's first Wembley, big Wembley pay-per-view show, you would expect a few things and a few irons in the fire by now. Um, Push the, they need to be pushing the boat out, don't they, Kenny? Yeah. You know, who who's who's facing who... What's going on? Give us the tea. I mean, you know, they have got teases of storylines going on, but I mean, there's not. 
they've not so they've not you know they've not left the the starting line yet they've not they've not moved from the the starting position yeah um, and, and they need this one sorted because they've obviously got all in london august 27th and then the following sunday all right we've got yeah we've got another event so i mean they need to have the london event sorted and prepared and a plan for that because that's presumably well it will lead to the event the following weekend which is you know a big ask even when you got you're really organized and you're disciplined and your booking is you know on point and you know week to week and episodic and all makes sense and is appealing and compelling all these other words running shows or major shows on consecutive weekends is a big big ask it's a big ask for your audience to support those events so he needs to pull his finger out as Tony can, and the people around him need to be, you know, urging him to just get on with it and get the at least the framework for the show so we can have an idea of where this thing's going. I mean, have there been any more indications, Kenny, since CM Punk's return on the first episode of The Collision, that he may fight MGF or wrestle MGF in a title versus title match? Well, not really. I mean, obviously, we had, we had the promo on Collision this past weekend where, you know, Ricky Starks had a bag, kind of taking the piss at the fact that CM Punk had a bag, and CM Punk did say, I'm the real world's champion. But, I mean, that's it. We've not had anything else. So, I mean, I assume that once, you know, because this Saturday in Collision, we've got the big tag match with FTR against MJF and Adam Cole. So, the result of that, you would think, would indicate where we're going. Yes. You know, are they, are they going to do the turn? Um, of MGF, are they going to keep them together for a while? Um, which is also a, a, another difficult prospect for them because the MGF Adam Cole team has been a bit of a hit for them. Yeah, do they break it up, or do they, you know, do they let them team at Wembley? Do they, do we get a turn at Wembley? I, I don't. It's difficult when you put, book yourself into something hot, but it's not something you were planning, and you kind of have to make a decision on what you're going to do. Yeah, I mean, do they do a six man at Wembley? And then leading to MGF CM Punk the following weekend. I mean, it's Chicago, isn't it? Yep, in Chicago. So, oh, because um, I don't think I don't think that I don't think that based on Adam Cole and MGF have been such a riot together. That I think if they were to break up and you were to put them against each other, I don't think it's going to be as good as them together. So, I would, I would, I would. If it was me, I wouldn't be putting Cole versus MGF on either of those shows. Um, no, was... no, neither would I. And I mean, there's no need for them to rush this. No, I mean, you know, let it take its natural course. You know, extract the value from it while they're together. You know, it is working well. Yeah. You know, this has reheat, reheated Adam Cole. You know, Adam Cole must be doing backflips. You know, he must be just elated by how well this has worked for him because he's struggled well all year ever since he returned, hasn't he? Really, it's not. Really, nothing's really clicked for him. But this interaction with MGF, this partnership with MGF following on from, you know, their big, you know, verbal showdown that led to their time limit draw and then the Blind Eliminator tag team tournament. That's, you know, they became partners in that and then they won the tournament. Now they're going to face FTR. So, yeah, it does. It would, to me, be a waste. It would be a squandered opportunity if they were to separate MGF and Cole after they presumably lose to FTR this weekend on collision. Um, but yeah, how do you get to 
I think if you keep MGF and Adam Cole together, then you can do MGF versus CM Punk, can't you? And you've got MGF, Adam Cole for a later date. So that's what I would do. I would not rush this separation. There's no need for them to do that. So, yeah, maybe maybe it'd be six man in London. Yeah. And CM Punk versus MGF, Adam Cole. I'm not sure who the third man will be. I mean, Roderick Strong... I mean, would is he considered a bit of big enough star to be the third man in that match? Maybe. Well, probably not considered a good big enough star, but he's very good in the ring. I mean, so you, could, he, you, you could put him in there and get away with the star power of everybody else. Yes. Um, yes. But I mean, yeah. To, to your point as well. To me, for, just from my personal taste, I don't think Adam Cole has ever been more relevant than he is right now in terms of a character because he's actually doing some character stuff, which you know he's always kind of for me been a bit of a mess with character stuff. Um, even when he was in uh, Undisputed Era, it, it was fine, but it, it never really excited me that much. So I think that if you if you got a scenario where Adam Cole is, is on fire in this environment, don't don't yank that away. Yeah. Um, for the purposes of something that's not going to be as good. So do not put that fire out. No, do not leave it burning. Um, leave that fire extinguisher on the wall, Tony. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of which, I did want to say um, hell seems to have frozen over Finn because Jim Cornette has complimented Darby Allen, which I never thought I would see. Uh, he complimented because I've not seen the match, but Allen did win a Royal Rampage Battle Royal last Friday, and he will be getting a TNT title shot all out. And then he was in the the uh, big tag match in Collision with Darby and Punk against uh, Starks and Christian Cage. And Cornette said, uh, Darby says he's going to become the new TNT champion all out, and he cut a good promo. Darby is coming out of his shell, his cocoon, his coffin, whatever he was wrapped in for all that time when he's in front of people, and he's got something to work with. Um, and he seemed to think that was a good option, a good a good place for, for Allen. I mean, do you think with Darby Allen, is this the beginning of us seeing him kind of not have to be with Sting all the time? Because obviously that's not going to last forever. Are they trying to get him out of that box a little bit by putting him with Punk and having him doing different things? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, I've always, I've always liked Darby Allen. The only thing I haven't liked about him is the amount of risks that he has taken previously. And uh, I've said it before that he's over. You know, he's got that connection with the audience. He does not need to take those risks anymore. I mean, think about your career longevity here and stop. You know, also think about the example you're setting to younger wrestlers. You know, by taking those doing outrageous bumps, you know, other people might be moved to try and emulate you and or even exceed the risks you're taking in order to get over. And I think once you're a star and once you're established, you've got to think about that as well. So I think Alan's you know really good on promos. I think he's good in the ring. Um, I mean, to me, he was he was the star of the you know four corners match with MGF, you know, Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara. To me, Allen's surpassed Jungle Boy and Guevara, you know, easily. And he's somebody that I think should be champion in future. And I'm not saying he's ever going to be like the top guy there, but I think he could be for a short period of time. I think there'll be a lot of support for him to have a, you know, transitional or a brief world title run at some point. I think that would go down a storm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think he's really good. You know, he's he's really solid in the ring. I mean, nothing he does looks phony or 
you know, wrong or, you know, incongruous, out of place or whatever. It's, um, I think he's somebody who's really got his act down. Um, and he, I feel like he has taken, I haven't actually seen the match you're referring to, but I, I feel like he has taken fewer risks lately. Would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 yeah, yeah. He didn't take, he didn't take that many risks in the tag match on Saturday compared to, you know, previous times where he's, you know, went a bit mental. So it seems like he's, he's, uh, he's, he's taken heed of the warning of, you know, you want to be doing this in ten years, or 15 yeah, years. absolutely, absolutely, and it's and it's as well. He doesn't need to do that anymore. You know, you're over now, so just tone it down. You know, and just think about your long term health, and you know, just not overdoing it in matches, which you know has other consequences as well in terms of other people having to follow you or you know get when when you're doing crazy crazy bumps, it means you've got to continue doing those crazy bumps in order to provoke a reaction from the audience. So. You know, everything in moderation. And if you're going to do something crazy, then just save it for a really big match and a pay-per-view and think it through and, you know, do your risk assessments type thing. So, yeah, I I, I'm, I think Darby Allen's, you know, one of the best, probably the best young wrestler in AEW. I mean, it's MGF, obviously, he's still young as well, but I would put Darby Allen, you know, number two behind MGF in terms of, you know, best young acts in the company. Yeah, for sure. Um, Cody Rhodes is also in the news fan quite a lot because obviously he's got his big Peacock documentary premiering this coming Monday. Um, and one of the things that was kind of he was asked about in various interviews, um, was th- his last promo in AEW where he kind of seemed to take a little knock at CM Punk. And uh, well, people are seeing it as a knock at CM Punk, and the whole idea of him saying about people at the beginning who made AEW what it was. So here's what he said He said, I think it's easy for me to say now. Oh, I definitely knew that he was leaving. But it wasn't the case. I didn't know. The last thing I did at AEW, no one really knows, the last thing I did was coach a match. And I wasn't the best coach. I'm more of, let you do what you want to do, and we'll talk about it after with Ruby, Soho, and Nala Rose. That was the last thing. I remember walking out the door. They did fine. It wasn't anything to do with them. I remember thinking, I think I'm leaving. Uh, that promo, I remember I mentioned it to Punk as well. Hey, I think I'm going to say this. I'm not a fan of blindsiding anybody. We were terrible at social media. My opponent just nuked me, then you nuke him back. All right, there's no trust and, you know, th- that's no good. Uh, yeah, I, lo- I look at it now and I call it the exit interview. Maybe selfishly, egotistically, I wanted to remind them, I appreciate the company has changed. I do. Please know, though, there is no company that had these things have not happened. Other things had to happen. Jericho had to do his stuff. Bucks had to do their stuff. Omega had to do his stuff. Moxley, he's a big part of it too. I don't give him credit enough. I just wanted to let them know. The other part was, sincerely, this is being a heel, saying you're not going to be a heel. It was just too meta. Um, so he kind of talks about that, um, you know, because that was the same promo where he kind of talked about Cabana starting the podcast and how all that kind of led to to AEW. Um, so he seems to kind of want to put that to rest, uh, the idea that he was coming for Punk at that point. But I've seen a lot of people saying out of this that AEW feels like a completely different company post-Cody. Do you think that's, is that an accurate assessment, do you think? Do you think the company has changed? Does it feel like the same company that it was when he was in it or not? Um, I mean, I mean, I think in, in some ways it has improved and in other ways it hasn't. Uh, and a lot of that is just a natural progression of the talent. And I think a lot of the talent have just got better because they've wrestled more. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I suppose it is a different company. Because he's not there anymore, and he was such a 
you know, large figure um, in in AEW. So yeah, it has changed. Um, I mean, it's had. I mean, if he was there now, you sort of you imagine that he would have been involved in blood and guts, don't you? And he would have been a big part of that. Yeah. Instead of Kota Ibushi, he would have been part of you know the Golden Elite. You would have thought, well, they wouldn't have been called the Elite. They would have just been called uh, Golden Elite. They would have just be called the Elite. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it has changed, but. I don't know. I mean, you said before that you felt like the storylines have suffered since he left and that he had played like a larger part backstage than many people possibly realized. And I think that's I think that's a valid point because he was maybe there that and he was speaking to Tony Cantor, who was every day about certain things, and Tony would suggest something, and then Cody would say, Well, why not try this? And then, you know, it gets filtered back in and then it gets adopted and it gets used and you have more of a sort of, you know, a storyline progression type feud going on where things run from week to week as they should and and make sense and build to a climax. So I I think if he was there, maybe that aspect of AEW would be better and there would be more of that. And some weeks it just feels like match, 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 doesn't it, Kenny? Yeah, it does. And I think, you know, because I, I mean, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago where I'd said that I think Cody brought this kind of old school type mentality to AEW that I don't think is there as much anymore. And yeah, I think it has suffered a bit. I mean, I saw someone say this morning, and I've not seen Page, Hangman Adam Page yet, but somebody was saying, you know, Hangman Adam Page used to be like this real highlight of the show where he was like a big name and he just doesn't seem the way he used to be. He doesn't seem like he's as relevant as he was. Which is ironic because he's in this group with his, you know, his people. He's in there with the elite who are his friends backstage. He's in a top program with the Blackpool Combat Club. So you would think that, he, you know, he would be never been better. You know, you would think that would be the sort of peak of, of him in AEW. But it feels like he's not, he's not the performer he was back when he was doing the Danielson matches in early 2022 or late 2021. Yeah, so, I, I don't think he's regained the mate momentum ever since he came back from the concussion. Yeah. Um, I mean they've tried with him, but it's it he doesn't it's like as well that he doesn't have that aura anymore. And he, he I mean, I'm not saying he was ever really the top guy there because he wasn't. I mean, I know he was champion, but he never felt like the top guy there. But it doesn't feel like he's got that top guy aura anymore. And it's like, you know, it's like he's, you know, part of his sort of, of his like personality and confidence and you know overall you know you know dynamic presentation has been sapped and he's never been able to regain that ever since he came back from the concussion and i imagine when you suffer an injury like that in pro wrestling it must really knock your confidence i can imagine it does yeah because you think well i've taken that bump loads of times before you know without any problems and i've taken this bump and you know been ko'd and i've been sidelined for weeks and that must have been a very frightening time for him, you know, when that happened. So I can understand it. But I think also the company, I mean, when he was champion, we talked about this at the time, didn't we, Kenny? I mean, he was yep. just, he just, he just never really evolved. He never became like the guy they wanted him to become. And, you know, he beat Brian Danielson, who was, really hot at the time. He hadn't been there long and it was before his injury was as well and before he kind of diminished as well in terms of value and aura. 
But um, but yeah, it's definitely true to say that Paige is not the star that he wants. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Was. I found that storyline with him where there was like a segment backstage where he was with, I think he was with the Young Bucks, and then the Dark Order turned up. And then the Dark Order accused Paige of not being a good friend to them. I thought, what am I watching here? It's like, it's like, it's like a school playground. Well, you're not our friend anymore. And then the Dark Order walked off. And then Paige said to Young Bucks, oh, I've got to, you know, I, I've got to go and speak to these guys. And he like ran after the Dark Order like a little kid. Oh, you know, please be my friend. <laughs> and I just thought, this is just pathetic. You know, these guys are supposed to be adults and they're behaving like 13-year-olds. And I, th- I don't think that's done him any favours at all, that whole in- involvement with the Dark Order. Now he's split from the Dark Order. And I mean, because the Dark Order are yesterday's news. And it, I just felt that really, that really presented him in a very unfavourable light, Kenny. That whole yeah, well, thing. Because, if, because if, if the, you know, the Dark Order are obviously a, a very low card act. Yeah. And they were with Paige, but by Paige sort of picking the elite over them, it kind of makes him look a bit like a dick. So, whereas what you should have done was had Dark Order, Dark Order endorse him, Paige. If you're going to do a segment, just have them be like, you know, we understand, you know, we're still pals, and then move on. But I didn't, I didn't really understand what the point of, you know, Paige having to sort of go and get their forgiveness. It was very strange, and then you know, but well, I, mean, was there, I mean, I don't know whether there was ever a conclusion to that, other than they then split and then they had a match, didn't they? And they yeah, I think they that was that. won that match. But to me, the Dark Order should have turned heel on Adam Page on Hangman yeah. Adam Page, and that way were then favouring Adam Page. You know, he was the moral guy. You know, he's he tried to make this work, and the Dark Order are bitter, and they're the ones who've turned on him, not him turning on them when he's supposed to be a top baby face. It's just Pretty basic stuff, really, and they and they screwed it up really badly. So I think I think that did him no favors at all. And even like going back to the Cody stuff, I think one of the things with Cody was it's interesting because in AEW towards the end, it was very clear the fans <clears throat> were not on his side anymore. And he yes. and and he, I mean, he said in interviews he was like, I was playing the 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 guy who didn't want to be a heel but really was the heel. Like he was like, I I, I knew what was going on. Um, but then he went to WWE and he basically is doing a very similar character to what he did in AEW and he's really over and I think part of it is if, you, if, you, if you're someone who's part of the management it's just it's a different dynamic because then it's like well you're in charge of your own stuff, you're in charge of who you beat 
you're in charge of who you don't beat. Um, and then by having him have that stipulation where he can't wrestle for the world title, well, then there's like, then 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 his, his big storyline's gone. Because I mean, you've, if he's... Had, you've created this ceiling for yourself. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, you know, basically impeding your growth as a character on TV. Why would mm-hmm. you do that? And I mean, I get, I mean, I think when he, because he says he, he wishes he hadn't come up with that idea. But also, you know, Tony Canpo in hindsight wishes that he'd not agreed to it. He should have, uh, you know, said, well, look, we don't want to put that noose on your neck. Let's, let's hold off because in WWE, one of the big storylines outside of the bloodline is Cody Rhodes trying to win the world title. You know, we've seen it at WrestleMania this past year. We'll probably see it at WrestleMania next year. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it does feel like, to me, it feels like a different company with Cody not there. But I think for Cody, I think he's in a much better place because I think if he'd stuck around, I think it would, I think the company would have changed whether he was there or not. And I think it would have been worse for him if he'd stayed. So. Yeah, I mean, it was very odd. I mean, he had that entourage, you know, which people resented, and he doesn't have that in WWE. You know, very WWE obviously recognised where they were going wrong in AEW, and it was just like this glorification of Cody Rhodes when he came out. And it's, you know, this is why years ago in pro wrestling, if you were a wrestler and you were also the booker or system booker or promoter, this was never disclosed to the public. And I know it was a different time, People didn't have access to all that information. And really, in the 2020s, people would have known, even if they weren't talking about it on screen, that Cody was involved with the booking. But it was like, this was something that was publicly disclosed. And to me, I I thought that was a mistake. It's like, no, don't say that. You don't need to tell people on TV that you're part of management or executive vice president or whatever you should just be a wrestler because that sort of stuff just breeds resentment, doesn't it? People mm. just think, well, you know, he's using his backstage clout to get ahead. And we know that happens, of course. But if that's known publicly and you're talking about it publicly, I think it just causes people to resent you and feel like you're, you know, privileged or entitled or have an advantage over the others, which he did. And I don't think that was very helpful. Um, but clearly he was going to have to turn heel if he stayed. And seems like he didn't want to do that. I think he would have been really successful had he turned heel. I think he could have been terrific, actually, as a heel had he stayed in AEW. I'm sure that would have happened. So yeah. I think he would have been all right. But had he continued to plod along as a baby face before an increasingly hostile crowd, I mean, that was to the benefit of no one, was it? Yeah. It's, uh... but yeah, I mean, he's. He, I'm sure he couldn't be happier where he's at now. Yeah, um, I mean, he's done far better in WWE than I thought he would. I mean, I was I was really quite worried for him when he joined the company. I was like, are they going to boo him because he was the one who helped start AEW? And knowing how the audiences there were treating him, I was like, and and it was none of that followed. It just did not follow him to WWE. And he started there with a completely clean slate as a top guy. And I'm, I am still astounded by how well he's done there. Yeah, um, I did want to. Jeff Hardy's in the news, not for a, a bad reason this time, but um, a newsworthy reason. So um, he was doing an interview this past weekend with a guy called Malcolm Muscleman Malcolm, and he was asked about uh, being on AEW TV and what you know what he wants to do. 
in wrestling. Here's what he had to say, Finn. And I'm sure that when I when I tell you the the quotable part of the the paragraph, you will you will realize it straight away. So he said, "It's a constant battle for me to elevate myself back to the Dynamite show. Hopefully, eventually, um, you know, Rampage is kind of the B show, but you go out there and give the people what they want, and give them their money's worth. Naturally, the ultimate goal is for myself and Matt to be the AEW World Tag Team Champions." We were so close before I got myself in a hell of a mess that I got myself into. But now that I'm coming out of that, it's within reach. We're using the rampage moments to hopefully eventually create huge dynamite moments. So, <laughs> I mean, he's in a bit of a catch-22 though, right? Because rampage is the B show. Well, but, is it, or, I would say the C show now. Yeah, so maybe he's been overly kind calling it the B show. But, you know, he's doing this interview. He's been asked about what his goals are and he you know, you, you want to give something in an interview, so he kind of had to say something like this, right? Like, yeah. what else is he going to... If you keep putting him on, on Rampage, then he's going to have to sort of... You know, if, but the thing is, if he's on Rampage and he's doing interviews saying, oh, I really want to get to stage where we're back on Dynamite, then that tells you all you need to know about where Rampage is in the wrestler's minds. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's it. It's like, well, I don't want to be on Thunder anymore. I want to be on Nitro. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's exactly that same. That's, you know, that's the analogy, isn't it? That's the comparison. That's like exactly how it was back in the day in WCW in 2000 or even late 99, 2000. But if you were on Thunder, you know, it was like being on main event now. You know, your career was basically over. The company didn't care about you anymore because you were on the, the B or the C show. Um, I don't know. It's it's tricky isn't it, with Jeff Hardy because I think there is. I mean, I did. He did another interview as well, didn't he? In which he said that he wanted another world title run before he retired. Yes, so he wants to face CM Punk, and he also wants to have one more world title run. Yes, and I think he could. I'm not sure because they. When he returned, I was like, you know, this is a guy who could do some really good stuff with MJF. And I think he probably still could. And I said at the time, I understood why AEW did not want to rush him into this because he needed to, you know, rebuild his reputation backstage, you know, with the talent, with management and with fans and prove to everyone that he could be trusted. So I absolutely understand why they haven't rushed this because I think that would have sent the wrong message had they done so. Mm -hmm. But I think Jeff is somebody who could be a big star in AEW but he's got to be presented as one. And if he's on Rampage every week, then no one is going to view him as a big star. It's just not going to happen. And he needs to detach himself from his brother, Matt, who, you know, he's not ever going to be anything more than a Rampage wrestler at this point in his career. He isn't. It's over for him. But I think Jeff could be a player again. Um so I think there needs to be like a split. I think maybe Jeff and Matt need to do this because they've said, stated that they want to win the world tag team belts, right? Yes, they have, yeah. So I think they need to get them in a position. I mean, that should be one of the matches, really. Uh, all in or all out, preferably all in because the Hardys have got that connection with the UK market. Yep. It really should be. I mean, they should be challenging FTR. If FTR aren't going to be in this six-man match, it should be Hardys versus FTR. And FTR could get FTR could get them, you know, FTR could could work with them to make sure they had a great match. As much I as think, possible. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm not 
well, I'm not sure whether the word great, but good would be, it'd be, it'd be good enough. And I think the audience would be with them and they would be behind their quest to become champs. I think FTR would have to be subtle heels, but they can do that. And I think that would be a really big match for London. So I would urge AEW to get the wheels in motion on that one, like ASAP, because that could be a big match. And if the Hardys don't win, you know, they'll be they could do that, you know, the gimmick where they stand, you know, wait around for the standing ovation, you know, just milk it. And that could be a great moment for the crowd and a great moment for them and a great moment for AEW as well. Hardy's receiving a huge standing ovation. Hell of an effort. Well done, lads. You know, you didn't win, but you gave it your best. And at that point, Matt then says to Jeff, well, actually on the next episode of hopefully not Rampage, <laughs> Dynamite or Collision, you know, Jeff, we gave it we gave it a go. We didn't win. You know, I know you want to become world champion again. You know, I think you should head off on your own, you know, pursue, you know, a singles title by yourself. You know, you know you have my support. You're my brother. I love you, blah, blah, blah. You know, go get him. You know, go get him, kid brother. Hmm. You know, something like that, I think, would would be a really sort of good sort of launch pad for him to attempt to defeat MGF or for, for the top belt. And I think there'd be a lot of support for that if he can deliver in the ring still, which I think he might be. Well, we don't know if he can. Hopefully he can. We that would really be the big test at all in, right? I mean, that, yeah. you know, if you do that scenario, that's his test. Can you Can you do enough in those tag matches to let us give you a chance on your own. Yeah, I mean, MGF, I mean, it's a cakewalk for him on promos. I mean, how nasty does he get? I mean, he could get really nasty on those promos. CM Punk did, if you remember, back in 2009. He worked in his suspensions into the storyline there, and that actually was groundbreaking stuff at the time for WWE. So I'm sure, I think Jeff would be willing to go along with that. I mean, he hasn't tried to hide in recent years, at least, from his, you know, errors. And, I mean, um, even even in, uh, was it 2020, they were doing Seamus doing the piss test yeah. with him and all that? Like, I mean, you know, so Jeff is not, Jeff does not seem like someone who is uh, easily offended at anything that he's done, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that probably... sort of thing can be quite unsettling to listen to, and we talked about this at the time with Seamus. It was not yeah. really a very enjoyable programme to watch because they were you know, mocking and ridiculing his, you know, his drink drink and drug problems, which, of course, then arose again, as we saw last year. But I think MGF versus Jeff Hardy, there's mileage in that. So I, I think they need to do it this year because, I mean, what's Jeff now? He was born in 77, so I think he's 45 or 46 now. I think I think that's right. He's 45, yeah. 45. So he'll, I mean, he'll turn 46 at the end of August. End of August. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, they need to just get on with it. They need to just do it. But I sort of understand why they haven't rushed it because, as I said earlier, Jeff needs to prove to himself that he is dependable and can be trusted. And I get that. But at the same time, you know, if he's, if there's no problems backstage and we haven't heard that there have been, it's like capitalize on this guy's, you know, star status, you know, international renown. Um, and hopefully the talents are still there and he can pull this off. And I think there'll be a lot of support for him versus MGF. I think that could be a really big program for both. 
um, and maybe give Jeff a short reign. I think that'd be I think that'd be a really big moment. So yeah. if he can if he can uh, hold up his end of the bargain, then you know there's there's a possibility for it. But I mean, they do need to because I mean, obviously, when he's on rampage, yes, in an ideal world, Jeff Hardy would be you know doing all his best stuff. But is he really going to do his best stuff at this stage of his career on rampage? No, and nor should it. He shouldn't be taking crazy bumps. I mean, he shouldn't really be taking crazy bumps at this point in his career anyway. And he's smart enough in the ring not to have to do that. And that's what really offended me about that famous match he had with Darby Allen. Uh-huh. I mean, I was that re- match really offended me. It's like, why are you two doing these spots? Particularly Jeff, you're in your 40s. Um, you know, you should not be taking this this type of punishment, especially in a TV match. Um, but hopefully he won't go down that road again. And I think he's got the talent to pull off a match with MGF without taking, you know, outrageous risks. But if it's a pay-per-view match, maybe do one huge spot, but prepare it, you know, get the crash mats out and sort it out and do, you know, stage it properly. So there's, so visibly it looks dangerous, but in actuality, it's fairly safe. Yeah. And you know what? If, if the Hardys were to lose to FTR, in London, I think that'd be a really big match. You could even do a program. Probably it's too soon for this because MGF's got stuff going on with Adam Cole and potentially CM Punk. It probably would be too soon to book Jeff Hardy versus MGF in Chicago the following weekend. But something like that, I think, would have there'll be a lot of you know, or maybe just leave it till full gear in November. But yeah, I think I mean, they need to do it this year if they're gonna if they're gonna. If they're going to give Jeff Hardy that world title program, it needs to be in 2023. Yeah, agreed. Uh, well, listen, that's all the time we've got for, for this podcast. We'll be recording a, an overrun. We've got a question to do from a listener. We've got some more topics to discuss. So you can uh, join us over at patreon.com forward slash inside the ropes for that. And um, we'll also be recording our Vengeance 2003 pay-per-view review today. So that should be up on Patreon by early next week. So, Finn, I look forward to more discussion and dissemination of all things wrestling. But um, until then, we wish our, our lovely listeners here in the main feed a lovely weekend. We absolutely do. Yes, Great American Bash this weekend. Yep. So there is a big show, um, SummerSlam the following weekend. Um, so, yeah, there's plenty for you to... Um, to get stuck into over the weekend um, in terms of wrestling, as always. As always. So I want to thank you for all your support, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.